Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Capaccio, Capaccio, on WGR. Howard, you need to give me that mouse over here, okay? I need that mouse to control the. Uh, to, there you go. See, Howard said we haven't been even near each other. I know you're on the other side. I'm here. We're social distancing in the studio, just so everybody knows. I'm using a mic that's not normally used. Hi, everybody. Sal Capaccio here, WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome into the uh, Sal Sports Radio takeover. That's what we're calling it. All Sal Sports Radio, all day, 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. I will be here till 3 p.m. And hopefully you're joining me for most of it. It is beautiful outside today. It's going to be beautiful again. I mean, this is the kind of weather that we've had the last three days. Just amazing. Amazing. And it's been three straight days of it, maybe even longer now that I think back. It's hard to imagine it was like 38, 39 degrees. It was snowing just a couple weeks ago. 39 degrees like last week. And now we're here and it's mid-70s every day. Going to be upper 70s into the 80s through next week. It's incredible. Uh, going to get some rain a little bit later today, but the reason I bring it up is I know a lot of you are going to go out, and I know it's Memorial Day weekend. Maybe you're traveling somewhere, um, staying safe while doing it. Maybe you're just hanging out, trying to get out of the house a little bit, going to the park, whatever it is. Today is a day that you're going to maybe doing some yard work. There's a lot of ways to listen. Keep it tuned in because we're going to have a lot of good guests today, and we're going to talk a lot of football and just a lot of sports and life and fun stuff and all that kind of stuff. And of course, you can listen in your car on the radio on WGR, 5.50 a.m. Um, we have the radio.com app. You can just open that up, find WGR, click it as one of your favorites, and then whenever you open it, it's going to you know, open right up to the station. But the other thing I always tell people is use Alexa. Alexa's amazing for WGR. It sounds great. It, the, the sound is incredible, and all you have to do is say, Alexa, play WGR 550. That's all you have to say, and it comes up perfectly. If you have a Roku device, you can just find us on the app there. Open up the um, a smart TV. Get find the radio.com app on your TV. Open it up. You can listen. And it's pretty cool to have all these different ways. So I hope you can do that today because we're going to be together for quite a while today. Five straight hours, and I'll be taking you up to uh, Chopin the Bulldog. And you know what that means because I'm here today from 10 till 3. That means there's no instigators, and that means there's no One Bills Live. All the really good people down there. Deserve a break once in a while. So today they're getting that break. Today they're stepping back. They'll be back next week. Got a nice long weekend for them. And as usual, I'm here to kind of, you know, fill in the gaps for people. But I don't mind. Love doing it and love talking with you. Let me throw the phone number out. Then I'll tell you about the guests we're going to have today. It's 803-0550. That's 803-0550. 888-552-550. I mean, do people really care about 
800 numbers anymore. Most of your cell phone plans have long distance, right? You can just tap 716-803-0550. Do people actually pay for cell phone, like, long distance calls anymore? I always like Brayden? to give it out still. I do, but the reason we do it is because it's always been there. And back in the day, this is uh, Howard and I are much older than you. Um, you probably, Brayton, grew up in a world where there was no such thing as making a long-distance call and getting billed for it. Right. Dial-up internet and all right. that kind of good stuff. You didn't grow up like that. We did. When I was a kid, if you wanted to call well, I did. outside your area code, you had to pay for it unless they had a 1-800 number. I did. I did grow up in that world, Sal, but it was in the later portions of that world where mm-hmm. things started to make the turn. But I do remember the dial-up internet. I do remember having to make the 1-800 toll-free calls. Right. And it's so we still have it because you know maybe someone's at an office phone and they got to dial like a certain number to get out. I don't know, but we have it. It's eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. That's the number, right? But it is weird. What about you? Obviously, you're way past. I know you're way past rotary phones. What about just regular dial phones? You pick like they, they hook up to the wall with a a cord and you have to press the button. I mean, home phones. You have home phones at your house. Do you use a home phone? No. Okay, you only use mobile. Have you ever used a home phone, like oh, literally one that plugs into the jack? Of course. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I bet you there are people your age who never have. Uh, I have not had a home phone, literally, I, plugged in at my house over 10 years. Well, hey, I, I remember the days when if I was to call a friend and Probably invite them over years or so. you know, to hang out or whatever, I'd have to use my landline at, yep, at my that's parents' right. house okay, you do remember in order that. to How old call are you? them. I'm 28. Okay, so you're okay, and see, I was giving you a little more credit for being see, even if you a little bit younger. Jody Biasi, right? That might be a different story. Joe might be different. Yes. You know, here's what's funny though. So, we bought Max like this huge Lego set where he can just make anything he wants, and he's got books where there's suggestions. Hey, make this, make that, whatever. It's not like a Star Wars set or something specific, but he's got this book that's got a bunch of stuff. And then he we we got got him this huge Lego set, all these Legos, and he comes up to me and he goes, "Dad, look what I made." And he made a rotary phone. My six-year-old son made a rotary phone with a Lego set. Sorry, how would he even know what a rotary phone right. was? He had to have seen it in a book or in a picture, but yeah. what I thought was interesting was he also, it had to be because he also had a, um, I guess a phonograph, whatever, the thing with the big horn and the, like playing like an LP yeah, with, with the big the horn. Big, the big, he uh, made one of those not too. Not the speaker, but yeah, yeah that's so, really old. That's before us. Right. So yeah. it had to be in a book or something, but I'm like, yeah. Max, do you know what that is? Like how that works? Wow. He said, it's a phone. And he says, you have to turn this. <laughs> and he shows me how to do it. And I'm like, holy cow. Like how most kids would have no idea, but yeah. it must've been something he's seen in a book or whatever that came with the Lego set that we bought. I don't See, know. Both of my grandparents had rotary phones when we were little growing yes, up yes. we'd go over there they'd babysit us while my parents were working and the one phone was in my grandmother's room and all the time i'd be the one going in there and like randomly turning and she'd have to come in and be like no 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 we're not we're not making a phone call right now stop turning the dial or anything like that yeah right and um there is a youtube video i watched there's probably a few of these there is a youtube video i watched recently and i'm telling you can anybody listening can go look this up right now there's a dad, and he and he had a box, and he gave it to his his two kids or a kid and his friend or whatever. And they opened it, and inside was a rotary phone. And he said, I'm going to give you like two minutes to figure out how to use this. And it's hilarious. They have no idea what to do. They're picking it up. They're pressing their like fingers in the – they don't know how to like how to dial it. 
And I'm like, this is amazing. I'm feeling really old, but at the same time, it's hilarious, right? You got to go watch that. It's a pretty funny YouTube clip. And I bet you there are other people like that, but that's a good test for somebody. Find an old rotary phone if you can. Give it to like a teenager and say, I'm going to give you two minutes to figure out how to dial this number and see if they can do it. Even if it's not actually going to connect to anybody, that would be pretty fun. Uh, someone writes in, Sal, remember calling collect? <laughs> yep. I mean, can you still do that these days? You can call collect, right? I mean, from prison you might have to, right? I don't know. I really don't know. I'm just guessing on that. Uh, Tyler says, Sal just set off my Alexa. That's right, Tyler. I think about that every time I tell people about Alexa, and I know it's going to happen, and I kind of do it on purpose, actually. I say it exactly like that to set off all of your Alexa devices in your house to make sure they're playing on WGR. I say, Alexa, play WGR 550. And if you have your radio on or your radio.com app, all of your Alexas, if they can hear it, they will go off and they will start playing WGR when I do that. So there you go. We uh, have several guests today, some really good ones and fun ones. And we're going to talk a lot about just a whole bunch of different stuff, mainly football. And Warren Sharp's going to join me at 1030. Warren Sharp has a detailed breakdown and a really cool thread. And his site is awesome. Sharp football, uh, sharp football stats. There's like a couple of them. And what he does, he does a lot of different stats. I use his site for a lot of resources. Like you can go and see like how were the bills compared to the league on uh, second and one or first and 10 and running and passing and successful plays. It, it's it's incredible and mind-boggling. But what he really does this time of year that I really like is his schedule analysis. And he's got a whole big pile of statistics that he can share with us about who's got a favorable schedule, who has a unfavorable schedule, both in terms of quality of opponents, offense, defense, special teams, everything baked in, record does matter, but really doesn't because they're not talking about it's just like how good the team is. This is not, oh, strength of schedule. That team plays the hardest. That's not what he does. And he also looks at rest, days rest in between games, how much a team is off versus another team, things like that. Uh, Thad Brown from Rochester, you know him. He's uh, WROC TV. He's going to join me at 11 o'clock. We do the uh, show with Josh Reed and the good folks over at Channel 4 here in Buffalo every Sunday on um, Buffalo Kickoff Live. I join them on the TV side of things. And uh, Thad, he's going to join me at 11 to just kind of talk about lots of things. Football, you know, what's going on right now during the pandemic, and um, this Tom Brady thing we have to get into. My buddy Al Zeidenfeld, who I went to college with and now is one of the uh, fantasy football premier people in the industry, if you're not following him on Twitter, you should. It's at Al Zeidenfeld. Uh, he's been on ESPN. He's a contributor there and does a lot of stuff with fantasy football. He's going to join me at noon. It'll be 9 o'clock for him. I think he's in L.A. I'm positive he's in L.A. Uh, Nick Shook, NFL Next Gen Stats at 1 p.m. He did a piece recently on the best pass catchers in the league, and he did it based on basically how well guys catch balls that they shouldn't catch, right? Like expectation of catch versus catch. And he had Stefan Diggs ranked number three in the entire league in that category. So we're going to find out why and get into that. And our good friend Arthur Motes is going to join me at 2 o'clock. Remember Arthur? Played for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Had a cup of coffee at the end of his career for the Arizona Cardinals. And now he's in the media. He always was. We used to do a TV show together. He's great. He's fabulous. Going to talk with him about all the different things going on in the NFL 
today. I, I don't even know where to start today because I have so much I kind of want to get to and we could really talk about. One of the things, though, that in this really kind of came up a little bit while Jeremy was talking about you know the playoff format and the NHL, that the NHL playoff format, what they're going to do. And Brayton, maybe you can explain this a little bit better because I'm still a bit confused. Howard explained it to me pretty well, okay. but I still got things running through my head. All right. Tell everybody what the NHL is basically you think they're going to do tonight if they they approve this proposal. So pretty much if this propo- if this proposal goes through, you're going to have 24 teams, the top 24 teams, 12 in each conference, playing pretty much in a uh, – for whatever reason, they don't want to call it a playoff like in the play-in round. I, is the I play-in round going to be a best of? It's best of five. Okay. So the Oof. top four teams in each conference will get a bye. Okay. They get the buy, but they'll have their own little top tournament. four based simply on points. This everything is based on points. All based it, on points it, percentage. Points percentage. Okay, so the twenty four teams who make it yes. in each conference are based on points percentage. Yes. And percentage is the points you got within the number of games you play. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So with that, so who is there? Are there teams left out who had more points but not point percentage? No. No, I think so. It's I, still going to be the same. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, Buffalo was the the last team to be pretty much out. <laughs> I know, and oh my gosh. it is what it is. Okay, Montreal got in, and yes, people are going to make the arguments that well, they Buffalo had nineteen had, regulation wins. I know. Yeah, right? and that's Buffalo amazing. played two less games yes, than they that's did. Right. Why don't they get their chance? It, it, it doesn't really matter, right? So, <laughs> so, it? so they go. Okay, so they take these twenty four teams. Yes, twelve in each conference. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the top four get a bye. That's not division or nothing, just top four. Right, but there's thought that they're pl- that they're going to be playing an in-conference tournament amongst okay. those four. And Elliot Freeman joined the Inskaters yesterday. He still wasn't quite sure if they were going to play for the top seed or like for seeds one, two, three, four. There wasn't any clarification on that, so we don't necessarily know that. Maybe it'll be clarified tonight after the vote, whether it's passed or failed. And then the f- seeds five through 12 will have a play-in round. And they're not reseeding after that play in round. It's, you know, five against 12. Whoever wins that round will go on to play, I think, the number one seed. And then it goes from there. So it's like. Are they going to reseed or bracket? They're going to bracket that. So no reseeding. Normally it's a reseed. By reseeding, in case you're unaware, what we mean is the lowest surviving seed plays the best surviving seed. Yes. So basically, if there's an upset, you know, it's not bracketed like the NCAA tournament is. Yep. The NCAA tournament is simply. Eight and nine play. Whoever wins plays one. Boom. Do That's the way it works. Do me a favor, Sal. Go on Twitter and go to Sportsnet's Twitter account. Just regular Sportsnet. Sportsnet. And okay. they have a really nice graphic that that points out each matchup in each conference, the four teams that are going to get that first round by and play for the seating or whatever it is. And then a matchup. Do I have to scroll down here? I'm not play. seeing it. Yeah, you're going to have to scroll down. Okay. It's, you know, it's a picture they tweeted out, but it. Okay. It really lays it out simple. So your 8-9 matchup in the Eastern Conference is Toronto and Columbus. The winner of that will go on to play the number one seed, whoever that is in the Eastern Conference, which right now would be Boston. The 5-12 is Montreal and Pittsburgh. They will go on to face the number four seed, which right now I think is Philadelphia. And then you have the Islanders and Panthers is the 7-10 matchup to play number two, which is Tampa Bay. And then Carolina and the Rangers are your... Uh, six eleven matchup. They'll play the third seed, which is Washington. I finally, see it. I get here. Woo. All right. It's uh, as uh, it, it's a, it's a process to try and go through it and figure it out. But it, you know, I I don't I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I so I just don't know why they just didn't stick with the sixteen team format. Right. Could have done that. I think it would have been okay. And again, I want to 
the reason why we're talking about this, this is going to be voted on tonight, basically, right, by the Board of Governors? Is that how it's going to work? Yes. And then we're going to see this plan put into action. And then um, I'm wondering if, you know, the other thing we're going to talk about is sites, right? Do they do they know where these are going to be played, Not these yet. games? No, that's something that there's still Could be discussing. a hub, a couple of hubs, right? Could be a yeah, Vegas so, hub. So the purpose of tonight's meeting that they're having is specifically to vote on this proposal. They don't. They have other things that they have to vote on with, you know, the hub sites and testing and all these other things that they have to get through. But this, I think, tonight is specifically just for this proposal. Okay. Um, so I look at this, and I'm looking at the Sportsnet graphic that was tweeted out. Yep. And who is the who is the one here? Is Boston the one? Oh, let's see. In the as East. of right now, again, they don't know because they're okay. going to have that in conference. Let me tournament. ask you this. So who's the favorite in this whole thing? Should it be like who who should we be looking at anyway? Say, all right, well, no matter how you play it, we're probably looking at conference finals of blank. I mean, I I mean I would look at it and probably say that your top four teams are probably the favorites to go into the conference final just because, you know, after that playing round where you gotta play a best of five, then you're already gonna go to that sixteen team format, which then you go down from there. It's just to me, it just seems like you know, it, it, if those top four teams aren't playing really for much, if those if that's your seating, how it's listed: Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philadelphia, they're not really going to have much to play for. They could rest their star players in, the, in those three games, or at least get them in and get them just some like preseason action. Get them on the ice, just tell them to go out there and skate a few shifts real hard, and then basically after that, you could sit them for another game or two. But I, I mean, I I would personally think that a team like Tampa Bay is probably going to be right up there again. They usually always are. I know last year was kind of a bit of a fluke how they lost to Columbus in the first round and were swept after being one of the best regular right. season teams. You know, I think Washington has a legitimate chance to to make some noise in the playoffs. And Philadelphia really came on hot towards the end right before this this coronavirus pandemic shut down the season. They were playing super well. They went on a, an insane win streak, and they were getting some really good goaltending from Carter Hart. They had, you know, some good offense. They they had solid defense. So, and of course, I mean, I just named all four teams here, but Boston is Boston. Yeah. We know what Boston is. So. All right. So, but but there's always the X factor. We don't know how these teams are in shape. Right. We don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going on here. Like this, this is a wacky. Like, hey, oh my gosh. You can't be surprised if any team gets upset in this particular right. and, situation. And especially, for whatever reason, teams are scared to play Montreal just because of Carey Price or whatnot. But right. I, I'm just, you know, Montreal is just not really that good of a team outside of Carey Price. I, I don't know what they're so worried about, but it is Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I... Well, and, and, and look, there's 31 teams in the league. Yep. 24 are going to make it here. Yep. It looks like. That leaves only seven who don't. The Sabres are going to be one of them, yep. apparently. Sabres, Devils, Kings, Normally Sharks, 16 Senators. out of 31 yep. make the playoffs, which yeah. is just more than half. The reason, Part of the reason I bring this whole thing up to circle it back is we're going to have Warren Sharp coming on. He's coming on here at, right after the break. And I'm interested in what he thinks about the NFL playoff format now that it's changing. Because the NFL now is creeping close to this, Brayton, which is they're going to have... 14 of 32 teams make it this year, starting this year. I mean, that is just less than half. Two less than half the whole league is going to make the playoffs. And there are a lot of people who say, why are you playing a whole 16-game season, which is going to be a 17-game season, and you're only only eliminating half the field to get into the playoffs, which is – Seems like in the NHL and NBA, people say the same thing every year. 16 make it? Come on. Right? What are we doing? 
I don't know. Are you for what if we real quickly here before we get to the break? I want to get to Warren as early as, as early as we can. But as a hockey guy follows a sport, is into it. What if they said we're going to do twenty four every year? Would you? No way. That's ridiculous. Or does this create more excitement? I mean, I think this is obviously going to create some excitement. I think that seeing that these teams, like other teams outside of the top 16, are going to be able to get the chance to qualify. Right. Now, I think some people would be up in arms if, say, I don't know, Chicago goes on a hot run as the 12th seed in the West. They beat Edmonton. They go on to face the number 4 seed, Dallas. They beat Dallas, and they keep advancing. And all of a sudden, it's just like Chicago's back in the Stanley Cup final after being a, a really bad team all year. Like, this is ludicrous. But... I necess- I don't know. I-, I don't necessarily like the extended playoff field. I think top 16 is fair. I think it's fine. Yep. You know, you have to be one of the best of the best to get to that chance to extend your season a little further every single year. And that's that's the whole point of sports, right? You want to be the best of the best, and you have to compete against the best of the best. And if you want to get to that championship range, you have to compete for it and get to that point. Well, and like you just said, it could be just about a team getting hot. The, t- the team that wins a championship in any sport, every year isn't necessarily the best team. Right. I mean, it's the team that played the best at the time, got hot, had some injury, the luck maybe, whatever, that goes that way. Here's my prediction before we get to Warren Sharp. Here's my prediction. The NHL is going to do this, and somebody next year is going to say, we should do this every year. That is my prediction. <sighs> yeah, probably. Somebody is going to say, probably. we should go 24 every year after seeing this happen. That's my prediction. Warren Sharp, Sharp Football, coming up. We're going to talk NFL, scheduling, playoff format, who's got the easiest, the hardest, all that kind of stuff that gets baked into it, coming up next on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think the Bills will win that division. I think the Bills will compete among the best teams in the AFC. I just, when you're talking Pat Mahomes, when you're talking Lamar Jackson, you know, when you're you're talking some of these, you know, what you're going to have to get through to win it all, I just can't put them among the eight teams I think have the best shot to win a Super Bowl, but I certainly think they'll be in the playoffs, and I certainly think they'll be a tougher out in the playoffs than they've proved to be in the past. That is Jason LaConfora, CBS Sports. Yeah, the Bills are getting a lot of love right now. Uh, There is an article, actually, at NFL.com where they asked six different NFL analysts on which head coach in the league has has the best chance to win their first Super Bowl this year, and Sean McDermott was mentioned. So we'll get into that in a little while. We're talking scheduling with the NHL situation going on tonight, the playoff format, and if you head over to Warren Sharp's Twitter, 
He's always on the ball. Super sharp. No pun intended, of course. That is his name, and he lives up to it. Sharp football. Sharp football analysis and stats. He's all over the place, but I really wanted to get him on today because he did a great thread on the scheduling inequities of the NFL. We're going to take a look at the Bills schedule and the NFL schedule overall, and we always appreciate him joining us. So, Warren, thank you very much for doing this once again. We love having you on in Buffalo, man. Yeah, definitely. Happy to be here with you guys. All right, so let's just get right to it. You basically wrote about how the schedule is very inequitable in a lot of ways. What stands out to you the most about how inequitable the NFL schedule is? Well, you would think that in a league that is so intent on establishing competitive balance and spreading out things across all 32 teams and trying to make it so that there's no unfair, dramatically unfair situations for teams, that we wouldn't have situations that are so disparate where, for example, uh, really difficult scheduling issues befall certain teams and don't befall others. And the most obvious example of that, uh, just for the fans at home and and the listeners, there's like six or seven different things that I think are very important from a team's ability to properly prepare for a game and to get their players healthy and well-rested for a game. Um, And one of those is the difficulty of a short week road game. You play with less rest than normal and you have to travel to an opponent's site. Over the last decade, there's a team like the Chicago Bears or the Washington Redskins who have had to play 16 of those games. And there's a team like the Detroit Lions who have only had to play two of those games. That's a big gap between the two. And that's not even the largest gap in terms of haves and have-nots of all of these different schedule quirks. But it's very unfortunate digging into this as much as I did to uncover some of these things where clearly there's going to be an inherent advantage with a team having more time to rest and prepare. And the fact that it's not more evenly spread in terms of the number of instances teams are on short rest or aren't going to be able to prepare as well as other teams was quite shocking to me. And what stands out to what to me about what you just said, the Bears and Lions are in the same division. I mean, you know, that, that even makes it more of a disparity. Yes, exactly. One of the things that was really frustrating was seeing a division like the NFC East, uh, where you have the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys have been the benefactors here. They rank fourth on my list of inequities. They're the fourth best team. Things have worked in their favor from a scheduling perspective, whether it's being able to host a ton of primetime games, not have to travel for those, whether it's not having to be put onto short rest, playing a lot of other teams that are on short rest, whereas you're not. They are the fourth best team in the league overall. The other three teams in that division the New York Giants, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins, those three teams all rank bottom 10 in terms of having the most difficult or most inequitable schedules. And two of those three teams rank bottom three in the NFL over the last decade. So giving the Cowboys such a massive benefit and putting these other three teams at such a disadvantage, you know, that's, that's one big factor that is, Um, you know, not really considered when you're looking at how these teams have done in their division, but is certainly massive. And one of the reasons why, like, for instance, this lack of prep and lack of rest is so bad is because it does correlate with injuries, especially for the teams that are at the bottom end of the spectrum. What I found when I cross-referenced 
the teams that have been the most injured over the last 10 years with the teams that have had the worst and the least amount of rest, the worst situation is the least amount of rest. I found that two of the three teams with the most unfair scheduling of rest time were also two of the three most injured teams over the last decade. Hmm. And that four of the five most injured teams over the last decade all had top 10 worst rest situations. So definitely at that bottom end of the spectrum where teams are not getting as much rest as their opponents, these are the teams that are tending to get more injured over the course of the last 10 years. So recently I had Mike North on uh, with me, and Mike is one of the VPs of broadcasting. He is one of the head schedule makers for the league, and I asked him about you know how they go about trying to balance these sorts of things out, and you know his response was basically like, we've tried, we've looked at things actually right here at the University at Buffalo. They have some uh, engineers, I guess, people who, mathematicians, they've really been working with them on doing this, but the logistics of it and how to put this all together is not that easy, as I'm sure you'd agree. So, you know, what's the solution? How do we get closer to having more equity? Well, I think one of the things, first and foremost, when you look at some of these historical things, and when I'm looking at, for instance, some of these rest variables, and you're talking about when an opponent has more than a week to prepare for you versus do you have a week more than a week to prepare for them? Uh, more or less rest, short week road games, games where you played on the road on Monday – Uh, or even on Sunday night, and then you have to travel back home, that sets up a short rest and prep for your next week's game. Um, Games where you have negated bye weeks, right? This is a crazy one where you've got, I think, like seven teams have never had a negated bye week over the last decade, whereas a team like the Colts have had to play six negated bye week games. And what I mean by that is uh, six of their ten bye weeks, their opponent has had a bye week the same exact week. So they don't get that advantage of having extra rest or prep, not saying that it's required for you to have that advantage, but you can't have it so that a lot of teams don't ever factor into that and always are getting extra prep uh, and an advantage of extra prep and rest, whereas the Colts have only had that four out of ten times. So of all these different variables, the issue to me is if you go back and look at the results of these games and you say, okay, well, let me just – let me just see if the results carry over and translate. And if they don't, it's not really that big of an issue. My response to that is I've looked at the results in some cases, like games on Thursdays where you get to host them. That's a more distinct and measurable advantage with a slightly smaller sample size. So it stands out more. Whereas just games where you have more rest than your opponent or less rest, that's a little bit harder to quantify. And, and it's also more difficult to find a clear-cut edge. But the simple fact that the results don't scream out there's an edge, to me, should not make you want to throw out the desire to balance things out across the league. And that is because, you know, there's teams like the Baltimore Ravens who are just a good team and they can overcome a lot of bad spots. Mm-hmm. Whereas a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're a bad team. And so you put them in favorable situations, that does not necessarily mean that they're going to win those games. So I don't believe, number one, first and foremost, you can look at the results of the games. In terms of balancing things out, look, let's say you want to always give Dallas this traditional home game on Thursday night. You're not going to be able to directly offset that. What they've tried to do over the last few years is put them on the road on Thursday the very next week. So, okay, you get to host a Thursday game, but now we're also going to send you on a road for one so that evens it out. The problem with that, as I'm sure you can imagine, is that when you've played Thursday and then get a full week to play your next Thursday game that happens to be on the road, you don't have short rest and prep. 
you have a full week to get ready for that game. So just because you're traveling on the road, that your body feels like it's just any other normal Sunday game where you've had a week of rest to get ready for a road game. You have to put them in a situation where they're playing on a Thursday having just played a Sunday game. Now, if you don't want to do that, then what you have to do is try to find, like, look at the spectrum of rest and prep situations that are detrimental and try to put them on the spectrum of, of having a couple of these other situations to sort of offset the edge. So if they have the edge of hosting a Thursday game, you know, make them play a couple extra teams who have had more time to prepare for the game than they have. Put them in some other detrimental situations in that same season to kind of balance out the equity across the league. It's probably not the easiest thing in the world to do, but I also can't imagine with them now working with like this Amazon Web Services, AWS, that started this past year and is helping them build their schedule, that they wouldn't be able to just plug in a few of these variables that that I've uncovered here and cross-reference that against the schedules that are generated to try to have some controls as to not allowing certain teams to have so many favorable situations in a given season. And I feel like if you know, the technology is strong enough now, they should be able to get that done. All right, let's talk about the Bills, because for many years we sat here and said, come on, they're playing the Patriots off a bye again. There was one year where literally the organization, you know, they said right here in our radio station, we don't think it's fair how many times we have to play teams coming off buys and whatever. But let's be honest, the Bills also weren't that good for close to two decades. They had a huge playoff drought. Now, coinciding with them actually rising and as an ascending team and being better, it looks like they're also getting a little bit more of a luck of the draw when it comes to rest and preparation and things like that. Give me your take on the bill schedule as far as all this analysis and, if you will, kind of dive into how you think the schedule plays out for them as far as quality of opponents. Well, so, you know, looking at the overall 10-year study, you're absolutely right. I think in three out of four years, you guys were having these bye weeks that were being negated, um, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty ridiculous. Three or four, three or five years. Uh, that is since rectified. You haven't had one, I think, negated since 2015. Now the league average again is only 1.8 bye weeks negated over the last decade. So the fact that you had three obviously is above average, but at least you haven't had them happen recently. Um, you also have been in the low end of the stick, like you said, of these opponent days to prepare. Uh, you actually rank as one of the worst teams in the league uh, of having you've played 15, a net of 15 games where your opponent has more than seven days to prepare versus less than seven days to prepare for you. So you were the sixth worst team. In other words, most other teams in the league had more favorable situations than you did in that metric. Um, but this season, I think things have gotten a little bit better, but there are a couple of interesting quirks that I didn't, factor into this analysis based upon your opponents that um, are going to present themselves for you in 2020. One example is the reason I didn't factor in location or travel miles or anything like that is because this is all done on a rotational schedule. So the NFL only controls what day and what time you're playing. They don't control who you're playing. So the fact that you guys had to play in San Francisco was not something that scheduled maker said, let's just do this to the bills. Like that Mm -hmm. was predetermined well in advance. But the fact that you have to play on the road on Monday night in San Francisco is definitely a detriment, and here's why. They used to say that going from the West Coast to the East Coast and playing at 1 p.m. was one of the worst spots that a team could, could deal with. But 
over the course of the last several years, that hasn't really been as much of a factor. Teams have been able to adjust and adapt a little bit more easily to that. But there's a thing called the circadian rhythm, and your circadian rhythm is really messed up when you're an East Coast team and you have to play in prime time on the West Coast. That's going to present itself in this game against the 49ers. The reason why is your body clock believes that it's three hours later than the opponent's body clock. So when you get into that second half, you think it's like 10 o'clock at night, but they think it's only 7 o'clock at night based on their body clock, and that inherently has them more wide-eyed and awake and prepared. And the data shows and the results of games show that this is a major factor, especially in the second half of games, for an East Coast team playing in primetime. So this, if the schedule makers put that game at like a 4 p.m. East Coast game uh, you know, start time, so like a 1 p.m. West Coast start, would not be a factor. But because it's a primetime game, it definitely hurts you a little bit more in that sense. Interesting stuff. All right, so this year there's going to be an extra playoff team in each conference. A, Warren, would you overhaul the playoff the, the playoff format completely or even the scheduling format completely in, in lieu of this? Do you like the seventh team added? You know, where do you fall down on how this impacts the overall scheduling and if it's fair or not? I, I definitely don't think it's unfair. I think that what it does is massively place a premium on earning that singular bye week in each conference because the right. uh, importance of that is magnified tremendously because there's only one team that gets that benefit. Um, because just that little extra rest is so massive, especially if you happen to have an earlier buy. Um, now you guys are fortunate you have a week 11 buy. Um, you know, you're going to have to upseed a lot of teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots. Uh, sorry, the Chiefs will the Patriots too until you get get past them right. just because they don't have Brady. Uh, I don't think that's a, that's a easy easy game at all. But um, you know, like the Chiefs and the Ravens it might be hard for you to get that first round by, right? But getting that extra playoff spot, I think is definitely beneficial um, because it gives you guys and other teams like you more of a fair shot. And so I like it. I would not change the playoff scheduling right now. Um, I like the fact that there's an extra team. It definitely places more emphasis on getting that, that, uh, that first overall seed though. All right. So let's look ahead to next year where most likely the 17th game is going to, going to come into play. Now let's talk about how the schedule rotation works and how would you treat that 17th game either A, by just plugging it in according to the same rotation some way, or would you completely overhaul the rotation? Um, in general, I think the rotation is fine. What, what the rotation allows you to do is you're always going to play all the teams in the league, and it's very systemic, and fans know, okay, and in, in three more years, I'm going to get to watch these guys again. In two more years, right. I get to watch these guys again. So I think from that sense, it's predictable. It's beneficial. Um, I wouldn't be adverse if they came up with another methodology to uh, use the schedule rotation to benefit the league in some capacity. But I, I don't have an inherent issue with it. I think that um, it's difficult for me to say right now what I would want that 17th game to be, what I would want that extra game to be, uh, because you're already playing your division teams twice. So it's going to be somebody apart from that. Um, and, you know, maybe a geographical rivalry makes a lot of sense. Uh, something where the teams in that 17th game, the issue for me is you want to make it as balanced as possible across the league. So you don't want there to be situations where it's like one team has to make another trip out west or one team has to make another trip out east. And, you know, making this a travel 
situation as a result of that 17th game because then half the teams are hosting and don't have to have these difficult travel spots, and that's not going to be as fair as possible. So I'd rather it be a game that's geographically uh, makes sense for travel, and other than that, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, Warren, always good stuff, man. We really appreciate it. Of course, everybody can go to your websites, sharpfootballanalysis.com, sharpfootballstats.com. Uh, follow you on Twitter, at sharpfootball. You keep me a lot smarter. What was that term you used from going from east to west again on a Monday night game? Give me that term again. Circadian rhythm. Circadian rhythm. All right, I'm going to impress my wife when I go home today and say, you know, you because know I'm on the Bills radio broadcast, I'll be like, you know, when we go to San Francisco later this year, my circadian rhythm might be off and see if, what she says. See what she says there. Absolutely. Yeah, let's see what she says. <laughs> Thanks, Warren. Really appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Sal. Okay, no problem. Warren Sharp. Yep. Circadian rhythm. Had no idea. I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna do. Hey, you know when the team goes to San Francisco this year? Gotta do the radio broadcast on a Monday night. Yeah, that's my circadian rhythm that's gonna be off a little bit there. I'm gonna be very, very impressive at home. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back very quickly. And then we're going to get to uh, Thad Brown from Rochester, WROC TV, at the top of the next hour on WGR. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so the uh, language is out for the new kick, free kick um, rule change proposal and Tom Palacero has it on his Twitter feed, at Tom Palacero. I'm going to retweet it right now on mine. I will do that actually in just a second. I want to add something to it. Um, because one of the things I want to say is, A, a team does not have to be trailing to do it. They can try to do it twice during a game. And if they get a penalty while trying to do it, you can't suddenly say, well, we're going to kick off now. You can't do that. you got to take the penalty and try again. And you can't just, like, pooch punt it. 
So you can't, oh, well, we'll just punt it from here. You can't do that. No scrimmage kicks allowed. So uh, check that out. I'm going to retweet it here in a second. Thad Brown, sports director, WROC-TV, going to join me on the other side of this timeout. We're just going to talk a lot of stuff. Football, uh, the Brady documentary. Uh, we'll talk about what's going on right now in the country with the pandemic, different sports, stuff like that. I know Thad is really, um, he's a big golfer. He's into golf. We'll get his thoughts on everything that's happening around the world of sports right now. We'll do that when we come back on the other side on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.